My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. My dad was working as a taxi driver, uh, paying for my mum to go to accounting uh, you know, school, uh, a university, um, and you know, through through that experience, they were able to you know, go and build something and eventually save up enough uh, of a deposit to buy their first property. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset, and strategies. I'm Tyron Shum and in this episode, we're speaking with CEO of Techland, Aaron Basson, whose innovative fintech company is set to disrupt financing across Australia. We'll follow his journey as a chess-playing first-generation Australian, how he helped raise half a billion dollars in four years for Money Me to help everyday Aussies buy their dream home. As one of the newest CEOs in the world of property, Basson's passion, expertise and vision make him such an exciting prospect. I'm the CEO of Techland. Uh, I started this business just under a year ago. We're a fintech focusing on property finance and more specifically bridging finance. Uh, and you know, it's just a very timely and topical uh, issue at the moment with high price appreciation and we'll go through that I guess later uh, through this podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just a, a huge property enthusiast, technology enthusiast uh, and I've been able to uh, combine those passions and skills to, to now lead the charge as CEO for Techland. Speaking to different CEOs, it is always fascinating to see how unique the experience is depending on the individual. This is especially the case for Basson's special stage of life. As a recent dad, I have a four-week-old child, I'm waking up quite early in the morning uh, and I like to get get started you know, on, on, the, on the working day. So, I head into the office, I'm normally the first one in um, and uh, I'm, I'm looking at ways how we can really enhance our platform and technology to provide customers with the best user experience. You know, my day is normally filled with lots of meetings with a team, product development and strategy, uh, speaking to customers, being our direct uh, uh, borrowers and also our partners like brokers and real estate agents. Um, you know, the day of a CEO is, is, is different every day. Uh, it's quite broad and varied, um, but at the end of the day, we're you know we're trying to create uh, the best product possible for our customers, and um, I'm always trying to find ways of, of of doing that. 
As a father of two, Basson understands the profound impact of childhood on someone's life. His own culturally blended upbringing has all but made him the man and CEO he is. I grew up uh, in the eastern suburbs in Sydney, um, in, in, in Bondi. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I, I'm a first generation Australian, so my parents had immigrated from Ukraine uh, just just after the collapse of the Soviet Union. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it was an interesting uh, and varied upbringing. Uh, my parents, you know, learned English uh, in their day jobs um, when they were young. And so, you know, my first language was, was Russian. Um, and so for me to, you know, grow up and assimilate in, in Australian culture took quite a long time. Um, and, but I'm really proud of my heritage and, and my roots. And I think that's also helped form who I am, you know, that, uh, son of a, of an immigrant, you know, it instills really strong work ethic, uh, and determination, uh, seeing what my parents were able to build and, and, and succeed in, in their own, you know, careers, uh, has, you know, formed, a really amazing framework for you know what I seek to go and 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 build and and form for for myself and my family. So my parents they actually immigrated separately, and they met here uh, in part of the ex-Soviet Union community. Um, and um, shortly after they they um, they got married and had me. Um, and and you know that's also where my passion for property stems from you know it's the great Australian dream to own a property you know that's what we all strive for um, and at, when my parents uh, were starting to build a family you know we lived in housing commission uh, we had a one-bedroom apartment my grandparents lived in the same bedroom as myself and my parents and it was it was uh, a real struggle at the beginning but you know m my dad was working as a taxi driver uh, paying for my mum to go to accounting uh, you, you know, school, uh, a university, um, and you know, through through that experience, they were able to you know go and build something and eventually save up enough uh, of a deposit to buy their first property. Seeing his parents' own property journey transform their lives set in motion Basson's own passions and goals. As property prices have appreciated, you know, greatly over the past you know 25, 30 years, uh, they were able to continue to build up on what they had achieved and, you know, sell that property, buy another property and, and, and continue to um, build up their asset base. Um, and just being uh, a spectator, uh, you know, watching what they achieved was always so inspirational and uh, I learned early, early on the value of, of what property is, um, you know, property lasts forever. and. There have been volatility in the market, um, but it's a much safer asset class than, let's say, you know, equities or cryptocurrency, which you know obviously serve their own purpose and 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 do provide value. Um, but you know, I've I've just always had such a passion for property, um, and that stems from the way that I was brought up. Seeing the hard work of his immigrant family meant Basson was exposed to financial realities from an early age. But it certainly wasn't all hard memories. My parents would go to work and my grandparents would look after me. And, and actually, my great-grandmother was alive at the time. She, she passed away when she was 99 years old. So, and she actually was one of my you know, mother figures. So she helped raise me when my parents were going to work. And um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was really uh, an amazing experience. I, I think 
Uh, it was obviously challenging for my parents, but for me as a child, I grew up in a really loving and warm home, you know, f- surrounded by family that cared for me and, and loved me every day. And, you know, that's, that's, uh, that positivity and that environment is, um, is really special and I think has helped make me into the person and, and human I am today, you know, being able to be kind and respectful to others um, and understand that there are challenging times. Um, and if we work together, there's always, a, you know, uh, we're always better off um, through those challenging times. Well, as a as a uh, immigrant from the Soviet Union, um, you know the the sports that I was encouraged to play was chess. <laughs> uh, so I I did I always remember having those discussions with my parents that you know I want to uh, play soccer because that's what all the Aussie boys are doing, and uh, or I want to go play an instrument, but it was like no, you know you have to do. Uh, chess and uh it was because it was an adjust a cultural adjustment for my family um by the time i got to my younger brother we had obviously assimilated a lot more and there's a five-year age gap between us and uh he had he he, he was the one who played soccer and did all those cool sports so i mean there, there was a like a chess club um so you know there definitely i wasn't the only one um and yeah, I mean, it, it definitely that strategic thinking and uh, analytical thinking from an early age is, is I think, really important. So it's great that you've got your son uh, playing chess. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll do the same with my children, uh, but I will also let them play some other sports as well if they want. Basson has tried to emulate the work ethic of his inspiring parents, throwing himself at his financial goals from an extremely early age. He says the success he has experienced at such a young age is a testament to this attitude. I went to high school and and and, and graduate high school, then went to university. But I, 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 probably something worth you know talking about was that work ethic that my parents demonstrated from an early age. I got my first job when I was 12 years old, um, and I you know worked throughout you know high school and used my holidays to go and work even more to go save up money. Um, and by the time I was 20, I had saved enough money to actually buy my first property. Um, and so I, I just really was so passionate about um, what my parents had built and I was just obsessed. I said, I'd have to go buy a property, I have to. And, and my parents did help me as well, so I didn't, um, uh, I didn't have all of the deposit, but I had most of it, and, and they, they helped me with uh, with that as well financially. Uh, and it was the best decision that I wanted to do. My parents couldn't understand why does a twenty year old want to get a mortgage uh, and you know have all these uh, commitments. Uh, you know, they should be going out and having fun. But no, that was that was what I really wanted to do. And um, and you know, I look back at that, and uh, you know, I'm so uh, grateful. You know, my family, my wife, my kids were living in that property that I bought now 10 years ago as a 20-year-old uh, and, um, you know, it's, it's our home. So, it's, it's, uh, it, it was the best decision I, I probably made um, and I knew that from an early age when I wanted to go and, you know, get those um, uh, side jobs and worked in a warehouse packing boxes and uh, worked in retail and did, did all sorts of things um, to... Um, to be able to go and save up for that deposit. Not only was Basson's work ethic developed in childhood, 
Funnily enough, so was his understanding of property. At that point, my parents already owned uh, several properties. Uh, you know, they, they owned their home, which they actually uh, had built an old, they bought an old house uh, and rebuilt it. Um, and uh, they owned a few investment properties. Um, and over time, you know, there were, it was the whole, you know, hold and flip model that they could do. Um, they couldn't afford to just go and accumulate a lot of assets, um, but they were able to monetize on the upside uh, of their purchases and continue to build up that portfolio. Um, but yeah, at the time, uh, my parents had already several properties that they were able to to own. Uh, my mum, who was an accountant for you know uh, my whole uh, my whole schooling year, years, at that time was uh, actually looking to transition to go into property development um, and um, because at that stage she had built up a lot of experience and understanding of property you know the discussions at fa family dinner was around property we would talk about and we would open up the uh, in Sydney we've got a magazine called the Wentworth Courier which is a eastern suburbs um uh, publication around you know properties and we look at you know what what properties are for sale and uh, have discussions around that have discussions about where, where lending rates would go and they would tell me about how you know lending used to be at 16 percent interest back then but properties when they bought their first one was only a few hundred thousand dollars so it was just it was always uh, discussed around the table and um and uh you know instilled in 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 who i am Fasten says that even though his parents began their investment journey in a different era, in a different economy, real everyday challenges will always exist. It was all about survival and you know, they, they were earning uh, whatever you know, it was that they earned at the time, uh, you know, driving a taxi or waitressing um, but most of what they earned had to go towards rent or towards you know, um, uh, looking after their children. Um, and it got to the point where I think they realized that, you know, they wanted to own their own asset that would appreciate and pay off their mortgage as opposed to paying rent. And so that's why they've worked really hard to go buy that first property. And um, as the market started to appreciate, they're like, oh, hold on, you know, we bought this for X and now it's worth Y. Well, I think we should work really hard towards kind of building that um, into something that's more meaningful. I think it was a lot easier back then. You know, to have to have the foresight to, to do it is one thing. You know, and they definitely had had that ambition uh, because a lot of people uh, who had also immigrated at that time are not in the same position that they are in now. And even even people who didn't immigrate who had the opportunity of being born in this country weren't able to achieve what they did. But the property market back then was very different. You know, the 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 price of a house. <laughs> is is just totally different. You know, the median price of a property in Australia now is $800,000, which is a lot of money and a lot of first-home buyers can't get into the market today uh, because of how expensive it is, even though rates are low, um, to be able to save up that deposit and, and get in is extremely difficult. Some people saw that and probably, you know, a lot of the property tycoons of, you know, in Australia 
we're, we're fortunate to, to capitalize on that. Um, but also, you know, income levels and were not as high, opportunities were not as available. And, um, you know, for the average white collar uh, Australian, even buying two forty thousand dollar properties was a stretch. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't that straightforward. It's a lot harder now. Uh, so uh, it's 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 just timing, I guess, and uh, being able to recognize opportunity. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into Aaron Basson's property journey. His professional triumphs. During my time there, I helped run the IPO, those are the business listed on the ASX in 2019. Uh, I helped raise over, I think, probably half a billion dollars for the business. The steps he's taken to get there. Again, hard work and uh, building relationships as well uh, with the different uh, investors out there. Uh, and it wasn't half a billion, you know, at once. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Sham, and you're listening to Property Investory. Let's be real, deals that can yield 20 to 30% per annum do exist. Don't believe me? Well, here's a story about property development I invested in Victoria. This developer had the project fully funded beforehand but he and his family suffered a loss, a circumstance that led him to be unable to proceed with the development. So, I stepped in and in two weeks, we funded the shortfall allowing for the development to continue. Five months later, the development was refinanced and we received our funds back with interest. Yes, there are amazing opportunities in the property market like this one. So, do you want to get a better return with lower risk on your money? Then register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. Basson's career path has been both varied and challenging. I studied commerce, uh, majoring in finance and accounting uh, and uh, yeah, I found that to be, you know, really, um, really helpful in terms of my career development because, um, you know, I was, I was able to go and uh, get the jobs uh, that I wanted to go get to establish my career um, and I was able to also um, establish really uh, long-lasting relationships with university colleagues. Who, who I still, you know, am in touch with to, to this day. While I was at university, I actually got a cadetship at uh, Morgan Stanley, and so I uh, was my last uh, year of university. I was working there and studying uh, simultaneously. Uh, ultimately, I, it wasn't um, <clears throat> a work environment or career path that I wanted to pursue with Morgan Stanley. Uh, so then I got a graduate job at Deloitte. Uh, in their business advisory service line, uh, leveraging my finance and accounting experience, uh, which was a great experience. Um, and following that, I went to go and work at KPMG in their um, debt advisory practice, um, helping uh, businesses raise debt capital um, with a specialization uh, in fintech. So I was able to work on a number of uh, exciting portfolio clients uh, at the time. Um, this was when fintech was just starting to be born 
in Australia, you know, six, seven years ago. And I did that for a number of years and was fortunate to be given the opportunity to go across to one of my clients uh, at KPMG, which is a company called Money Me Financial Group. Uh, Money Me um, provides online uh, personal finance, um, a very significant player in the, in the space. And I was one of the early employees at the time and was in charge of establishing their funding programs uh, and helping um, you know, raise that capital and putting it in place so that the business could grow. Um, during my time there, I helped run the IPO. The, so the business listed on the ASX in 2019. Uh, I helped raise over... I think probably half a billion dollars for the business um, and uh, was part of, you know, a lot of the product innovation and delivery uh, that, that they had established. It was a great, um, it was a great company, great culture. Uh, it was, it was an amazing experience. Um, All of Basson's prior opportunities and accomplishments have led him to his newest and most exciting venture, Techland a company he believes will change the way consumers and banks alike think about property financing. Yeah, following that, I I, uh, I left at the end of last year uh, and now uh, started uh, Techland, which is also very, very exciting using technology to provide customers with uh, instantaneous uh, outcomes in real time for bridging finance. It's just a, a massive gap in the market where banks... Uh, are not being able to provide a competitive solution or even a solution at all. So most of our customers, they think they can go to their bank that they've been with for a number of t- years, you know, sometimes 20, 30 years, they may never miss the mortgage repayment. And their traditional bank says, sorry, we can't provide you bridging finance. It's just they're not set up to do so. Uh, and it's not a priority of theirs because for them to go and originate uh, a loan that's only for a few months, uh, they just there's too much human touch point on their systems uh, so that they rather prioritize on a longer dated mortgage and us told the customer to um, to find another solution and that other solution historically has been sell your property go rent go live with the in-laws and then go buy but by that point the market moves and it's inconvenient and it's expensive to go rent and pack up your house and pay for removalers like it's uh, it's just not the experience that modern consumers uh, want. And so Techland provides that instant gratification, that confidence. You could be on your way to an auction or an open home and you love the place. It's your new dream home. And we facilitate that uh, same-day approval to help them buy that new purchase before they've sold. As he forms his own unique leadership style at Techland, Basson's lived experiences have shown him the power of youthfulness and the power in providing opportunity. One of the most amazing things about Money Me was uh, our CEO uh, surrounded himself with uh, young, ambitious, hardworking individuals, and you know he fortunately he saw something in me and gave me that opportunity. And I was you know uh, hungry and determined, and uh, not many. I think at the time I was. Uh, what, 27? So not many 27-year-olds are sitting across the table with fund managers and, um, you know, investment bankers 
discussing terms of structuring an IPO and listing process and you know and and I was and I, I, my role there was head of um, group capital and strategy so I was on the executive team reporting directly to the CEO so I had a, a an amazing platform to learn and develop and and uh, showcase my abilities and you know I, I'm really confident that I did do a great job. It was a successful listing. The stock price is now up, you know, uh, over a hundred percent since listing. You know, I, I, and I'm not saying that it was because of me that the share price is up, but to be part of that environment and contribute towards that um, is it was just incredible. And so, so yeah, I think the the average age of uh, a money me employee is under thirty. You know, his uh, Clay, the CEO, has found. Incredibly hardworking, passionate, smart, fun people, and uh, created that work environment that encourages creative creativity, collaboration, uh, and hard work. Um, and so, so yeah, I was I was still young. I still am young. Despite his age and impressive resume, not everything has fallen in Basson's lap. Again, hard work and uh, building relationships as well uh, with the different uh, investors out there. Um, and it wasn't half a billion, you know, at once. It was through my time, through my four or five years with, with Money Me. You know, first uh, first investor came in and provided $100 million. We later, towards the end of my um, towards the end of my uh, uh, employment at Money Me, I helped put together a bank facility of $300 million from one of the big four banks. So... You know, it was a combination of, of a number of uh, facilities and transactions throughout that time, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great experience. As CEO of any company, it's important to believe in the product. In the case of Techland, Basson is not only confident but excited because it's different. We use the equity in the current home to access uh, and put towards a new purchase in addition to the equity in the new purchase. So, across both properties, we can lend up to 75% LVR, which is 75% of the value, combined value of both properties, we can provide as, as a loan secured against both properties. Um, and so, because prices have appreciated significantly, a lot of uh, home existing homeowners have a considerable amount of equity in their in their home. Prices have gone up. People have been holding onto their assets for, you know, five, ten years. They've been paying down their mortgage, and so we help that uh, mum and dad transition to their new purchase. So they could have uh, found their dream home, but not ready to sell their existing one yet. It's on the market, or uh, you know, they they haven't realised the liquidity of the sale, and so we'll help them with that new purchase. They'll move in. They'll sell their house uh, as as they need, uh, and w- when they sell, they pay down their loan, and we kind of cover that entire spectrum of the process. So that's stress free and uh, hassle free and, and convenient. So we charge a transaction fee of one point nine nine percent, and that's upfront on the loan amount. And then there are no other fees for three months. So it's interest free facility for three months. After the three month period, we charge interest at uh, 5.99%. And it's only charged da- you know, daily for the amount of time that our borrower needs to, to bridge. Typically, a bridging period takes less than three months. So most of our customers will uh, 
just pay that one-off transaction fee, which by the way, they don't need to pay. It just comes out of the loan when they sell the house. Uh, so there's no repayments required for our customers. We try to make it as frictionless and seamless as possible because at the end of the day, our customers are asset rich. They're not cash rich. So uh, most Australians, you know, are still, you know, uh, uh, income growth hasn't been as strong as asset growth in this country. So, you know, people's expenses and commitments and income has stayed largely the same. In fact, expenses have probably increased and, you know, during COVID, um, you know, white goods have, have increased in price. So people's cost bases have, are increasing income levels are not increasing as much. So it's very hard for them to, you know, manage two mortgages at the same time or to make, you know, multiple repayments and commitments. So we try to make that process as easy as possible. We provide a no repayment facility for that bridge. And once they sell their house, they pay off their loan. Even though it's new, Basson says Techland is certainly not a one-trick pony and will only grow in future. When I say we use the equity, we use the equity to be able to provide them with a loan facility. The way that we then provide that capital is uh, we were funded uh, by a, a group called Partners for Growth based out in Silicon Valley and they provided uh, us a $50 million investment uh, when we launched um, to market and that was in June, so about four months ago. And since then, we've had over 200 million in applications come through our platform uh, and we're providing, uh, you know, mums and dads and everyday Australians uh, with with the best bridging product uh, in market. Well, uh, because the term is quite short, it's, you know, less than three months each loan uh, on average. So uh, it's not outstanding forever. So the, the facility can, can cycle and roll over. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we're growing and we're seeking further investment uh, to continue to keep up. And by the way, this is with zero marketing. So we haven't even started really um, selling and pushing out our product. Um, you know, brokers and customers uh, are referring our product through word of mouth and experience uh, and, and through also our network. So, inspired by Aaron Basson's story, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode of Property Investory. We'll talk about his strategies. From an early age, I was always kind of reading the paper, seeing what properties were being listed and downloaded the REA app or domain app and had like, you know, parameters around, you know, you know, small apartments that I could drive. The mindset which has contributed to his success. Um, so, it's, it's really knowing... Uh, when an opportunity presents itself and not being afraid to take it uh, and take it uh, a risk. And that's next time in a future episode of Property Investory. If you love the show, perhaps you're now ready to invest your money in a low-risk, high-return deal. If you are, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a lender. There are amazing opportunities in the property market right now and I'm looking for lenders who want to invest their money for as short as 6 months. What are you waiting for? Don't let your money just sit in the bank. To register your interest, 
Text me your name and email address on 0499881040. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tapiphone.